guys welcome back to another episode on my podcast channel it's so nice to have you here once again so i just got married recently <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and i'm right here with my Troubles, husband <laughs> so we have this um game that we're playing right here at like our honeymoon well it's not a game it's more like a conversational piece so to say right mm-hmm. and it's called the password game, game yeah because you can also play with like um have it done with a group of more people mm-hmm. but yeah so it's called christian culture just in case you want to get it yes and we, then, we recommend it totally i mean believers have always wondered do we have uh games that are clean and yet fun in this game it's clean it's fun it's um educative and um, I, I think that there's a lot you could also learn yeah. that will improve your life yeah so it's a total um recommendation on our end Definitely. christian culture very beautiful one yeah so when you when you get the game you find out that like the cards are divided into four colors right so the blue cards has icebreakers questions and then the green has interpretations. Red is hot topics. Mm-hmm. Things that we should definitely be talking about in the church, which are like controversial. Exactly. And which then, we tend to shy away from again. Yeah. <laughs> and then the yellow one is stories. So basically questions that have you think deeply before you answer. Okay, so you guys are just going to hear a bit of our um, answers on some of the questions as we just discussed. So we are inviting you into our intimate learning and fun moments, so to say. Right? Exactly. <laughs> okay, so do you want to finish answering this question before we move to the next one? Which of them? So this is, um, if you look back at the past few years, what advice would you give your younger self? Okay, I thought I answered that. Yeah, but I feel like you're about to say something about Timothy and Paul. No, so I was just building on the answer you gave. You said when you looked back, um, you felt like you shouldn't have allowed certain things that people said to you to um, put you down. You were involved in so many things, math club, French club, and all of those things. Yeah. And I was just saying how that Paul wrote a letter to Timothy, saying that he should not allow anyone to look down on him mm-hmm. because he was young. Instead, he should be an example to believer so yes for every young person out there the norm the pattern in our society is to look down on us because of our age but scripture is telling us that um that's our age will not be a reason why people should look down on us on the contrary there's so much we can do we have so much zest and energy we have so much information and knowledge and with that we can be examples yeah, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let me get the next question. Sure. How do you tell people about Jesus and what are some obstacles you face? Okay, how do I tell people about Jesus and what are the obstacles I face? Mm-hmm. Now, there are so many ways uh, I've devised. I, I feel like I've shared a couple of strategies with you, yeah, yeah. If, if you recall. I'll try to copy some. To start with, I feel like believers are not very intentional about sharing jesus i feel like before you go far could you highlight why you feel we're not 
as intentional as we should be? Oh, why? Um, I feel like um, for starters, we we don't believe that those who do not believe in Jesus, those who do not believe Jesus as Savior and Lord, will indeed die in hell someday. Mm. People have an image of this loving God who cannot destroy people. And so they believe somehow he will forgive or he will... I just think somehow, somehow. Yeah, and all of that, that's number one. Number two, people feel like even if I'm not doing it, someone else is doing it. Mm. And then there's also the fear of rejection. Obviously, um, your message might not always be well received. Yeah. And then finally, people are not trained. These things require some form of training. Believe me, like I said, we're not intentional enough. People are not well trained. If you're not well trained, then you've just set, out, set yourself up to fail. So I'll just give a few examples, right? Um, number one, I try to engage people, for instance, on social media. I try to elicit certain questions which could eventually lead us to talking about Jesus. Um, if you remember, I gave you an example. I could just put up a question, okay, who or what is the greatest gift you've ever received? I I, I have the end in mind. And I know people might say, okay, ah, iPhone 12, oh, Chevrolet Camaro, this, that. They might just mention all sorts Sorry, of... Was Chevrolet Camaro? Is that a car? <laughs> That's <or> a car. <laughs> <laughs> right all right. So, um, people might just mention all sorts of ex- expensive stuff, gadgets and, and all. And um, the way conversations go, naturally, the question will be turned back to yeah. you. So, I originated the question with with an end in mind yeah and i knew the question would be turned back on me mm-hmm. and i already knew the answer i was going to give when i was asking that question and many times that has given me like an icebreaker to talk about jesus and so i just go ahead okay this this this, this, this. that's that's one of the strategies i've used and i've used it to good effect amongst my non-christian friends okay that that's number one number two i think advantage of occasions especially ones that are anchored that are centered on me every of my birthday i must talk about jesus if i gather people in a place you've come because of me you've come to eat my cake you've come <laughs> to eat my rice my chicken you must listen you must hear about my yeah, jesus yeah. okay um those of you that were at, at our wedding I, I shared jesus right at the reception you sure did so you have come for my reception you've eaten my food right you must hear about him mm-hmm. so we we just need to be intentional about setting um opportunities setting avenues that god has created for us now these are just special locations but on a normal day okay another thing that i use i love to talk about jesus on valentine's day i mean it's all about love right mm-hmm. and so I, I think I shared an experience with you where I went out on Valentine's Day to yeah. share the gospel and I saw this guy who was just sitting down all alone. And I was like, ah, where's the babe now? Eh, it's lover's day, shouldn't you be? And all. And then he, he went ahead to reel out a very sad story of how his supposed love jilted him and all. Aww. And then he turned the question back on me. And guess what? 
I said, wow, no, my lover is so sweet. My lover can't do any such thing. I was like, tell me about this person. And I told him about Jesus. Okay? So, you, you, you would have noticed that I am calculate, I am, I'm calculative with all of these things. I don't, it doesn't just happen. You will have to sit and plan these things. There are spontaneous bursts, bursts of sharing that will come. Share on Christmas Day. That one, everybody knows Jesus came. <laughs> talk about it. We'll talk about him rather. Okay? Yeah. So there will be spontaneous leading here and there. The Holy Spirit will lay it in your heart. Go talk to this person. Go do this. I'm also a part of when my church or a group I'm in organizes one okay. outreach or the other, I take it upon myself to make sure that I'm a part of such mm-hmm. organized um for her. but when it comes to individual settings apart from those spontaneous leadings that the holy spirit will lead in our hearts we will need to make definite plans and strategies like i've outlined so yes i don't know if i'm talking too much <laughs> <laughs> okay well that's nice so for me mm, i feel like it wasn't always the easiest thing thing to do even now i'm still like learning and improving on it some obstacles I face are probably because personality-wise, right? I don't know. There's this, there's, there's this reserved shyness thing that I sometimes deal with. So because of that, it's almost like, how do I just meet you as a stranger and just like start talking to you? But because of how there's a passion in me for Christ mm-hmm. and the awareness that people can actually go to a place and suffer for the rest of eternity because they don't know him. I also do a lot of praying for souls. So in my room, I do a lot of praying for people. Either people that I already know or people that I don't even know. Mm -hmm. I pray for them a lot, like sometimes with tears, like, God, please let these ones be rescued, you know. And then when there's always organized outreaches, and especially then in UK, when our pastor was doing like, um, he would always say, let's go for evangelism. And then some things he was doing was helping me. I see the way he goes and starts a conversation with people. You just laugh about, hey, bro, high school. And then he just inserts it here and there. And then there was something he told me. He said, every time you are thinking, should I, should I not, just go and start talking. Because the moment you start thinking, you will talk yourself out of it. Mm-hmm, true. So I noticed that the next time I wanted to approach people and I was thinking, should I, I just, hi. How are you doing? This is this, this, this. We do this, we do this. And so, like that, I've experienced the physical um, speaking with people. And then I try to do it a lot on my WhatsApp status as well. I just put some things. When people talk to me, I speak to them about Christ. Engage. Even if they're already Christians, I just engage and encourage mm-hmm. them the more to stay in the faith and things like that. So, I guess my obstacles would be being able to just go out and say it. But I realize that sometimes when I pray so much, I have boldness to do it. Like, I remember there was, there was somebody I really wanted to talk to because I knew her personally. I had to pray. I think I prayed for over months <laughs> before I said it to her. And the moment mm-hmm. I said it to her, I was so glad. She, all she said was thank you. You get. It's not like she actually said, okay, I want to know more. But I knew that I had dropped that seed. So I was glad that I had seen, I passed that obstacle, so to say, and went out of my way and actually spoke to her. So yeah, it's still definitely a work in progress. A work in progress, but for the times we are in, it's got we gotta move faster, right? Exactly. Let me, let me just quickly add something. Um, with all of the fear of rejection and hesitation that we have, 
if you are someone that has actually gone out to share the gospel you find out that it usually goes easier than you think for me at least that's been my experience okay and i've i've shared the gospel in very weird places where smokers gather where prostitutes are i've gone to bars um if you know what brokutu is called i've gone to a brokutu <laughs> house to preach to almost everybody so in what there. is brokutu for those that would brokutu is local brew okay mm-hmm. our local brew is something alcoholic gets people intoxicated is made from i think sometimes barley or millet okay. it's fermented and all of that so it's popular in the northern part of nigeria okay especially amongst people that name the name of christ <laughs> right so um something you mentioned one thing i do in sharing the gospel is i do not just go straight and say okay jesus loves you no 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 no. i start where i meet them it's a very important strategy start where you meet them in the state where you meet them you you cannot meet for instance a lady or a guy crying or looking sad and you just go jesus loves you he died for your sins if you don't no 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 he or she will not listen to you jesus appealed to the humanity of his listeners so if i come meet you crying I'm going to come sit beside you and try to console you and try to know what is going to ha- what is happening to you okay it has been popularly said that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care so if you show care for them then you can somehow slide and move into preaching the gospel I think about Jesus Jesus with that woman at the Samaritan woman at the well he started with the physical stuff about a physical well okay she came to fetch water midday sunny and all of that and that was the platform with which he used to get into preaching to her that is the same thing we must do we cannot ignore the physical reality of the people and say we are jumping to something else it is highly unlikely that they will listen to us if we actually want results we need to pay attention to the state where we meet them if someone is a carpenter probably cutting something you can talk about carpentry Mm. believe me there's nothing you can't use to enter the gospel yes the wisdom of god is amazing and he can use whichever way to finally end up in the gospel i just thought to add that thank you so much okay now we're on to hot topics okay should the church have political views you want to go first? Mm-hmm. All right, go ahead. I think most definitely the church should have political views. You know, the Bible says that we are not of the world. However, we are in the world, right? Mm-hmm. So whatever concerns the world concerns us. So mm-hmm. if we kind of say, oh, as Christians, we shouldn't have political views or we shouldn't be um, involved in politics, I think that's dangerous to us and the world because we are supposed to shine in this world. So for me, I feel like just like how um, our our culture and traditions as Christians comes from the Bible. That is where our political views should come from as well. So everything we do should be centered around what the word of God says and how the kingdom of God is being operated. So that's how we develop our political views and that's how we should do our voting. You know, we should always be led by the spirit. And so... 
when we want to vote for a person we should also check that the agenda that that person is seeking to push is in line with the word of god mm-hmm. and then we can now go to ahead to vote for that person you know and as we pray and ask god for direction and things like that so yeah that's why okay beautiful I, I i agree with you just to add scripture tells us that his divine power has given us all that pertains to life and godliness life and godliness my emphasis on life in this case so everything that con- concerns our life uh, there is actually a word concerning that in the bible okay so our lives should influence our world our lives as patterned by scripture as patterned by the bible should influence all that the world represents so politics governance and every other thing okay there's something that scripture has said about rulership about leading about not lording it over people about putting other people first before one's own self now those are principles that we could apply to politics if we carry all of the principles that are in scripture and take to politics then we are going to sanitize the place okay so definitely it's not like we're having something separate and say oh this is for politics if we leave all of the bible we'll just find out that there is something that the bible is saying about everything Mm -hmm. Uh, when i first stumbled on the scripture that says that do not over visit your friend i shouted Lest you um, outdo your welcome or yes, something like that. Yes, you, you outgrow your outgrow welcome. Outgrow your welcome, yeah. yeah okay. and, and I was like, wow, there is nothing that is not in the Bible. True. Believe me, there is a word, there is a principle that is in the Bible for everything. The late Miles Moreau was, a, was an advisor to several world leaders prior mm. to his death. Okay, so there is, there is wisdom that God has given to us. Look at Joseph. I mean, we had great bible characters that were also great political leaders in their day um, daniel. yes yeah. daniel um joseph and so many other people okay so yeah. definitely we should have is it an opinion it is we should have political we, views. we should have political views there's no doubt about that okay um is the church allowed to turn anyone away or make anyone feel unwelcome Turn anyone away or feel anyone unwelcome. Or make anyone feel unwelcome. Um, the, the ministry that Jesus handed down to us is one of reconciliation and not of condemnation. Okay? Jesus speaking, he said he did not come. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. Luke chapter, chapter 19 verse 10, I think. Mm-hmm. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Okay, so our, our our ministry of this one of reconciliation, come as you are, but do not remain as you are. Beautiful. Okay, so everyone, everyone coming, but when you come, you should know that you should expect to be transformed. You should expect to be changed from the inside out. Okay. So, exactly. I think I definitely agree with you. So I was only going to add that which you eventually got to. I was only going to say, yeah, at that initial stage, when you want to come into us, into our body, every single person is allowed. 
you know but like after we've come into the church and you've heard all the word of god has to say refusing to abide by the word of god is you by yourself pushing yourself out right it's not nobody would even push you out you just start to feel the need to go out by yourself because when we come into christ we're saying that he's the savior and lord of our lives mm-hmm. so what you're getting is not just salvation you're getting lordship ownership so, authority so you cannot so, just say you accept the saving grace of him and then you do not accept the lordship to him right absolutely. so every is open for all everybody come nobody should be made to feel uncomfortable however if me preaching the word of god to you makes you feel uncomfortable that's not an error from my side that's a problem that that individual needs to do because this is the bible and as long as delivery is right in love as god has instructed us to do then we've done our parts right again just to add scripture says enter through the narrow gates uh, it, it, jesus was speaking that he said it is it is a thief that enters the house through the window mm-hmm. you only enter through the door and the, the 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 entrance is now it says for narrow is the path or the way that leads to life but broad is the path that leads to narrow is the path that leads to life and only a few find it but broad is the pathway that leads to destruction and many find it so again in entering into the church there is only one way mm. so if you are hoping that you will be accepted by entering through the window then you are wrong yeah, yeah. that way is jesus is not through another way mm-hmm. so we need to also verify and be sure that you are coming in through the right way even though you're coming as you are there is only one door through which you must enter yeah. so we need to be sure that you're entering through that way for us to be sure that you haven't part of the fold i just thought to point that out okay thank you so much i think this has really been amazing and nice absolutely i feel like this episode is getting longer or too long so do you think we should do a part two and break here definitely let's do a part two all right thank you so much guys for listening we hope you're able to learn some things you know if you have any comments or questions or arguments that you would like to let (laughs) us know please feel free to just um send me a dm on instagram and i would be sure to reply you or facebook as well or whatsapp anyone All right, thank you so much for listening. God bless you guys. Take care. We love you. Bye. We love you. Bye, 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 (laughs) bye.